Yo, we got your back when you driving to work or driving home. If you on a plane or you at the gym or you home alone, all you gotta do to listen to the shows, turn on your phone. Two ugly nerds podcast, tell you what's going on. This is the podcast. Ugly and we're not judging anybody else. Welcome to the podcast. When did you learn that you were a two podcast? What's going on, guys? Two Ugliness Podcast. Voice of the Black Nerd community. I'm Derek. Um, I'm the dude who does all the talking on the show. Uh, joined by Ian Berserk Music, the audio engineer slash super producer. Yo, um, we don't have any guests today. We are strictly a dickhead. It's too easy. It's for no reason. Um, yeah, so we're here by ourselves. Um, it's just us. Um, recording later than normally we would. Um, but I do have a couple of things that I do want to talk about. Uh, that I've been collecting over some time. I'm not really sure where to start on these. So maybe I'll start on the easiest one. Okay, I know I know exactly where to start. Um, top of the show, I just want to start off by saying, uh, J. Cole is better than all you niggas. This is no nerd shit. I guess maybe some rap nerd shit. That's as far as it goes. But J. Cole mm. is better than all these niggas. Um, yeah. Niggas going to stop <clears throat> disrespecting that nigga. Niggas going to stop talking crazy to that nigga. Niggas going to stop. Um, so did he go on a recent rant saying that he... Uh, he um that he's going to start checking niggas off a list or some shit. Is that is that is that what happened? No, that's no 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 no. So basically what happened was uh he had tweet was that a tweet? I think it was a tweet. It was a tweet or Instagram post where he posted a, a lyric from Middle Child. Yes. Where he said, I'm making a list, I'm checking, checking it twice, yeah. whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um Yeah, so he made that um as part of the rollout for the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody was like, oh, he's making a list. What, yo, what does yeah, that yeah. mean? Like, <clears throat> people, people took Niggas that. Niggas thought he was going to like a, a beef type. Uh, it was just a lyric from the, from yeah. the song. Niggas um, thirsty for beef these days. Yeah, yeah. Niggas was hoping that he was this. Yeah. In reality, he wasn't. Um, mm. I don't want to hear it from nobody else, bro. <clears throat> I don't care what anybody says. Um, well, I do agree that J. Cole, to me, J. Cole is the perfect blend. He's a rapidy rap nigga who can rap with all the rap guys, but he still makes music that is digestible by a very wide audience. Mm. Um, well, see, his critique for a while was that he doesn't make a wide, uh, a digestible yeah. audio music for a wide audience. It's been uh, very niche <clears throat> for yeah, the rapidy rap. Producing niggas. his own shit though, and that, and now uh, with that whole with I guess with the whole rollout with the. Uh, Dreamville camp thing that he had in Atlanta and mm. saying and th- me, we, uh, me theorizing that he may just be you know branching out as far as what he has on his album as far as production goes <clears throat> we could see a, a whole new J. Cole this year I mean I'm hoping um, that he does do some outside production I think a lot of it does have to just come down to the fact that he is um I mean, you kind of heard him in the song. He was like, I was, I thought the rap would speak for itself, but apparently not. So now I'm rapping on everybody else's shit. And I think he did this for a year. I think he rapped like this uh, all year. I think he hopped on people's beats and everything for a year to show people because I think there was this idea, like you just said, where it's like, oh, he only makes music for this niche group. He can mm-hmm. only make this specific type of music. 
uh, people kind of gave him the Kid Cudi treatment. Yeah. Where nobody really says anything <clears throat> bad about Kid Cudi because he has this cult following of fans who are super loyal, super devoted, and will come to it. To, you know what I mean? He's got yeah. the Beyonce, Nicki Minaj yeah, he got a hive. fan base, yeah. a hive. Cold summer hive. And yeah. when you have that level of a hive, it's hard to say anything negative without that hive coming to attack you. Um, I think for Kid Cudi, though, he very clearly makes music for a very specific mm. uh, f- mood, feeling, vibe, whatever you want to call it, uh, maybe even a specific type of person. Um, and so because of that, um, because of that, you can kind of box him into something and just be like, okay, yes, Kid Cudi, you make music that this group of people likes and you're great at doing that and they revere you as a legend in that style of music. That's great. Cool. And I don't have to listen to you, but I can give you your... And that's what people do, right? Like, I don't think Charlemagne is blasting Kid Cudi at home, but he can give him his respect Yeah. and put, put him in a box over here. Whereas saying, hey, you're, you did a lot of great things. People really love your music. You've... People say you saved their lives plenty of times, but you're over here. I think what J. Cole, I think that was what J. Cole was up until possibly this year where people started giving him more credit. He's been doing this for years, though, mm-hmm. where he'll do a feature or he'll do a little verse or a little snippet of something comes out over somebody else's beat, over something popular, too. you like, oh, J. Cole can ride. You're like, yes. oh, man, I want to hear more of that. Like, yeah, You know what I mean? And um, I think that. Um, I just think that he is, he hasn't given us <clears throat> that kind of coal on his on his album. Yeah, since, exactly. Uh, Sideline story. Well, no, no, Force no, 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 drive, no, no. Force Hill Drive. Yeah, Force Hill Drive. I think that's why that album was so highly revered because yeah. it had a lot of those um, tones and songs that people like, um, as far as like the repetitiveness. Mm. Uh, and I'm a victim of it as well, so don't get it wrong. Don't get yeah. it twisted. I'm not holier than thou. I'm not like, oh, y'all are sheep, and I'm not. Mm. Because I love songs like Apparently or No Role Models. Yeah. Um, where, you know, obviously the chorus is very catching. It brings you into the Don't save us. Yeah. She don't want to be saved. Yeah. You the know what I mean? rides, super heavy, exactly. all that. It's very, it's very, hey, very commercial. It's meant to bring you in. Yeah. But J. Cole does a good job of having that sound. That is very radio and still saying things, saying things that are that are know, a different level. And yeah, everybody can't do that, mm. right? Like Drake can't rap about and say the type of things that Cole talks about. Um, but then Cole can't really do. I don't really want to hear Cole give me a bunch of love songs either. Yeah, <clears throat> you know what I mean. I don't need Cole to give me that love. Uh, that I'm in love or I love this girl or um what you know, that type of or hit it in the morning I'm all I'm in the morning was kinda like the, huh? It was kinda like that in the morning. Not not in, in love, but like, you know, that you know <clears throat> kind of for the woman's kind of record. I'll put it like this though. I think at the time that it came out, I, I get why he was experimenting a lot. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think in the morning here in the morning, you're like, okay, I think that led to records like the, um, oh, what's that one record? I can't remember that one record on Sideline Story. It's a little more like sing-songy. I, I can't remember it, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I think J. Cole, I think Cole had to reach a point uh, with, with the rap shit, and I think, I, I fully believe this is just him telling niggas like, bro, I don't think y'all understand. I could have been getting these generic beats. That y'all like so much. Yeah. I could have been put out this music. But yeah. this is what J. Cole has been saying. <clears throat> mm. I could own the airwaves I really yeah. wanted to. That's what I thought I figured that's the message he was trying to present whenever he would hop on a feature. 
and and you you would hear him just destroy whoever the hell the song was uh, you know you know the other knock on j cole for is is for people who don't really listen to hip-hop mm. um when he's dissing people he does it as if you don't deserve to be dissed by him like he does this it's very lackadaisical i don't yeah. think we've ever seen j cole in real war mode mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of a time and i can't think of one and yeah. um I don't think there is one. No. And because we've never seen him in real war mode, we don't know what he'll actually do. We don't know if he'll switch up or not. But the, every time now that we've seen him mention anybody, below, it's, it's been, always been seemed crazy. like lackadaisical, <clears throat> or just kind of like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to diss you. You know what I mean? Like he was like, like he'd been slight. dissing you for six bars already. Mm. And then it's like in the middle there, he remembered, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to diss you. So now I'm going to make it very clear who these bars were just about. <laughs> I didn't realize I was dissing you, but I am supposed to diss you, and these are you're who the bars are about, and I'm gonna give them to you. Like it just it just feels like same way I'm always talking about charged up. How I love charged up. I feel like charged up was just this like warning shot from Drake that mm-hmm. I feel like was more powerful than people gave credit for. Yeah, Drake did the same thing, and can't nobody tell me he didn't pick that from J Cole. Yeah, I, oh, I, that, I, that, I can't that, prove that in any way, but I just oh, fully no. believe he did. I, there's no proof of it. I have no way of no. Hmm. It's not yeah. shrouding any truth. I just believe Cole being his friend, who Cole told us again on Middle Child that him and Drake are friends. Like Cole gave him the the watch or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um. So them being friends, them having this relationship, I think that Cole was talking to him. He's like, "Hey, when you did some of these niggas, it, you almost." I mean, because I think where where J Cole doesn't seem like he ever really cares enough. I think Drake comes sometimes seems like he cares too, too much. much. Yeah, and so I think he hey bring it back a little bit. And I think that was charged, charged up. up was him dialing back a little bit. But that's still my going fa- out of the out of the whole beef between him and Meek, that that song's honestly the best. Yeah, I think so. Personally, I I think so. It was just, but that it's it that lazy dissing yeah. that I personally love yeah. because. If I if I can make it sound like I'm not trying to diss you, mm. but I am. If I make it sound like I stumbled upon dissing you, oh yeah. <laughs> then when I'm actually oh, going this at is you, about it's you. going oh, to sound man. crazy. I'm gonna sound like I'm spazzing now because it sounds like I was, you know what I mean? Just mm. casually like, oh whatever. You're just gonna fly on the wall, whatever. You're just saying stuff, whatever. You know, I'm gonna, I'll address it a little bit, but not for real. But that way, now when I'm really coming at you. Like from the from first bar to last bar, and I'm straight coming at you. Yeah. Now that seems way even more. You know what I mean? That mm. to me, that's what back to back is. Charged up, kind of lulled you in. It was kind of not too much. You knew you knew for a fact he was talking about Meek, but he didn't really. Yeah. Was super aggressive with it, and you just like, oh okay. And then when back to back came out, not only is it a smash hit, the beat bumps. It's it's a hit just in in general. Mm. Now you know for a fact he's talking about Meek. Even if you somehow said Charged Up might not be about Meek, if somehow you believe that, you you knew back to you know exactly who back to back was. He was much more aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's pointing right at who he's talking to, and there was no mistakes. And that what I'm saying is that's very that's a very scary thought if that's what J Cole is doing to me. <clears throat> If somebody wants to diss uh, this nigga and that nigga decides to actually give you his real attention or at least make it seem to us like he's giving you his mm-hmm. real attention, that could be the end of your career. I don't know that. Be that as it may, I don't know that J. Cole would ever do that. Like, I I don't see him as the kind of guy who would invest time into dissing a nigga 
the way Drake, Joy, uh, Drake has done. I think he'll do it if somebody's really coming at him. But I, I only the only reason I say that is because yeah. Meek really came at him. Drake was really ignoring niggas. Mm. Remember, Joe Budden had just dissed that nigga not long before the Meek thing. Mm. Not crazy long, at least. Yeah, I, I think it was within a year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Joe had just done that, and Drake ignored it. Now I've you know listened to Joe Budden podcast since, and Ma was saying, he's like, Drake was never going to diss you back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. didn't understand why you were dissing him. So whatever. So that a little bit different situation, but it seemed like. Meek, when Meek came at Drake, Meek really slapped him. He really came at him with some, you're not even writing your own bars, your whole career is a lie type shit. He had to say something. See, he, he, something. He had to do something. He, whether that's rap, whether that's say something, whatever, I have to do something. Mm, tell he me what's really going on. Which was smart. Um, but you see what had to come out of him. Like, J, like Meek really had to take it to another level yeah i think j cole's the same way i don't think we've seen i think everybody's been smart we've never seen anybody really diss j cole ain't really much to say about that that's what i'm saying (laughs) i don't know who knows he's that nigga but the only nigga that ever said anything to j cole every time somebody even remotely says something to j cole if j cole is taking it seriously he kind of just plays around Mm -hmm. with you yeah in a way that everybody knows who you're talking about it's going to create enough buzz because I'm J. Cole. You know I'm talking about you. What are you going to do? It's like every time somebody disses J. Cole in some way, if he responds to you through music, it's like every time he's giving you that response first, it's like a charged up. Mm. Here you go. What are you going to do? Passive aggressive. He just doesn't care to give you the back-to-back. He's never had to do that. Yeah. But I fully believe he's had. he's got some loaded that he could have been unleashed on niggas that was dissing him. He's like, in case this nigga actually... Say some crazy shit back. We we letting this go, and I bet you a lot of niggas that go that hit J Cole line person. Hey, my bad, bro. It wasn't even supposed to be real beef. That early. my bad. <laughs> hey man, hey, you, you ain't have you ain't had to hit me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you might you. throw a song out there to to to, to combat it, but he's like, uh, yeah, this shit didn't hit either. All right, uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm squashing the beef on Twitter. Just uh, off rip. Yeah. Um, Post a picture with him. Call it a day. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so I just want niggas to know that J. Cole is better than whoever your favorite rapper is. He's better than that nigga. Yeah. Uh, he will watch that nigga. He's mm-hmm. better than Kendrick. Better than Kendrick. He's better than Drake. A lot of niggas don't understand that, but, you know. He's better than all these niggas. Yeah, yeah, and I love Kendrick Lamar. Hey, I do too. You're not going to find somebody that loves Kendrick Lamar yeah. as much as me. I've been listening to Kendrick ever since I've seen the video of him and Charles Hampton. So trust me, love Kendrick. Mm. Def. That's what put me on Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. So I started looking him up. That being said. Still. <laughs> Nah. 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 And I would love to hear these niggas rap together. And when that nigga J. Cole, uh, I think it was it was on one of them Black Friday joints he did with Kendrick. And he's mm-hmm. like, niggas ain't worthy to rap on my. No, 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 no. Was it that? He might have said it a couple times. But I just remember when that nigga be saying, niggas ain't worthy to rap on, our shit, on my shit. Or maybe what he said. Yeah, no, yeah I feel like he said. Oh, no, not, no. On the Black Friday shit, he said. Um, you're not ready for it. Um, black joint. Red. Uh, it said, hey, Cole, when this shit drop, bitch, never. They can't handle two black niggas this clever. Yeah. But this February, oh, shit. Gets, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so they can't handle play. I think he just meant they can't handle me, bro. I think I think I don't think that nigga sharing shit. I don't think nigga humble <laughs> as he's saying, bro. I don't. I do not believe that nigga is as humble as he pretends to be, bro. I think that nigga know he nasty. I think that nigga knows he's nice. I mean, you got, that's you why gotta, I feel you, bad you, for you. Got, you got to be mentally. But to like a different standard. Like I, I really do believe. Like the way we, the way I'm talking about J. Cole right now. 
I feel like he believes that full heartedly. Mm. I think he knows that shit like by a mile. That's why I feel like it's not fair for his crew. Like his crew reminds me of what happened to all the Rock Nation niggas. It really, it's really not their fault. BDC, Gold State, probably them niggas. They was good. Oh, it's just that the the but nigga, the nigga the you're under is so is good, so much better. It's just not you know. Yeah, Beanie Bean Siegel has classic verses with Jay Z, but them just get overshadowed. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why that's why I feel about niggas like Boss. Whenever Boss raps with that nigga J Cole, I I'm like, mm. my nigga, why did you do this? And I like that nigga. Yeah, I like that nigga's music, but it's like every time he raps with Cole, it's like ah. Maybe you should have sat this one out. Yeah, this yeah. Have been it. This could have been a J Cole featuring yeah, Boss, yeah. and you could have just been on the hook, my yeah, nigga. Yeah, like, yeah, honestly, <laughs> to save face, my yeah, guy. Just, <laughs> say, say your verse got deleted. Yeah, 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 yeah say the email yeah, got corrupted. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, bro. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe eventually that nigga Boss will put a put a verse up with that nigga Cole that I think is mm. actually up to scratch. Like with him, but I've just never heard Boss stay on Cole level, and that's not a knock to Boss because J Cole is setting a very crazy standard. But it's just I don't know if it's just a stand in me, but every time he's like featured on anything, I really don't hear that the nigga. Like I just don't. That's a stand trait. Yeah. I, I just if you don't. if you if 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 you hear his verse and can't even really conceptualize the other rapper's verse, you're being a stand for sure. I, I can't. Even. I just I just like with the Twenty One Savage joint. I just skip to oh, that but that's shit. That's different. Man. That's that's different. That's different. I, I, only reason I say that's different is because mm. they're two completely different kinds of rappers. So Not, it makes sense that if you're listening to Twenty One Savage yeah. Joint, that you listen. You one, you you probably didn't even listen to. You you weren't checking for Twenty One Savage album. Yeah. You heard that Cole you had a, that Cole, a song Cole on there. The, you yeah, went and found yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah. Right. So which is really what sparked all of this anyway? The fact that he was on a Twenty One Savage record. Right. We're like, whoa, like that's like left field. Right. So. Now I did listen to both Royce and J Cole on Bob Lobo. That was. Mm. That was, I mean, I think I think Royce held his own with that one, but J Cole still, you know, he still ripped that shit. So yeah, um, yeah. Anyways, um, I don't want your comments on that. Y'all don't comment on shit no way, but I definitely don't want your comments <laughs> on this J Cole shit, bro. J Cole is nice, so um, yeah. Um, these are all quick facts, by the way. Our main topic, I didn't talk about it. Uh, our main topic is Spider-Man. I didn't talk about it, but that's our main topic. Uh, so I'm just going through my quick facts. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I said J. Cole better than all these niggas. That's literally what I wrote down. just want people to know that. Um, um, oh, here's another update that I guess you can't really push back on. So uh, I think Young Justice is still going amazingly. Mm. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think it is. I, I put it like this. Me personally, I thought DC already had the best live action TV show, mm-hmm. um, of the comic book TV shows anyway. Yeah, because I wasn't a fan of like Daredevil. I'm, uh, I've only seen a couple episodes of the Punisher. I'm not a big fan of it, but I miss, I miss the Punisher. Other people like it, so yeah. I know what I'm saying. Probably mm-hmm. gonna get pushed down. Uh, but me personally, uh, because I've given all the superhero comic book shows a chance. Actually, the only one I'm ne- I haven't given a chance yet is uh, Cloak and Dagger, because that's on Freeform, and I just haven't had a chance to uh, get back into watching it. Uh, you start watching it? Yeah. yeah. The acting was not 
it it was too bad for me to it was just too awful for me to sit through that. Yeah. It was just not good. I don't know. I That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, I, I was probably just excited to see a uh, little black boy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it a chance. I I will give it a chance. I just I haven't done it, but I will uh, give it a chance. But I so yeah. So I, I've given all these a chance, and I personally believe that. Uh, DC Legend of Tomorrow was the best one. That was my favorite one. Um, just based on everything, the show, the storyline, the action, the characters that they're actually using, I thought were really cool, things mm. like that. So I just thought that um, Legend of Tomorrow was the best show, uh, was the best live action show. Um, now I believe that Titans is the best live action show. Um, and right next to it, I believe that Young Justice is the best cartoon this animated show. The best comic book animated TV show. I I think Young Justice is smashing out the water. I think it is smashing it out the water. Um, even if you don't want to give it overall, I'm trying to think like because the shows we even used to watch as kids, they weren't really aimed at our demographic. They were aimed a little bit older than us. Mm-hmm. When you look at like X Men and yes. Spider Man, things like that. Those shows were Batman, Batman yeah. Beyond, those shows were really aimed at a, a demographic just a little bit older than us, about two, three years older than us, really. Uh-huh. Um, so knowing that, um, what the hell? What did I do? Um, so knowing that that's the reality of, you know, the actual situation when it comes to, um, sorry, when it comes to, um, when it comes to these, these shows, um, I look at it and I'm saying to myself, yeah, Young Justice hit a perfect medium. Between our uh, Yeah. Between our demographic and the um I I feel like I feel like the demographic is wide. Yeah. So let's say the top of our demographic is like thirty four. Mm. Let's just say that, right? Let's say thirty four would be the oldest people that you say we're in the age group of watching the original Young Justice, right? Yeah. Let's just call it 34. I think if you're from 34 to 14, 13, mm-hmm. you can enjoy Young Justice, no problem. You can enjoy it the exact same way across the board. I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. I think there's enough adult uh, uh, undertone. I think there's enough adult subjects where there's relationships, there's situationships there's things developing in the background that as an adult you can see as a kid you probably don't even notice it you're just like oh whatever mm-hmm. uh, but as an adult you're seeing different things happening certain ways uh, but the, the way they're introducing characters is 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 i mean um without ruining anything you know they did do um they they finally gave vandal because vandal savage is a, has been a you know a villain in Young Justice. Mm. So that's not ruining anything. If you've ever watched a Young Justice episode, not ever, but if you've seen Young Justice through season one, parts of season two, things like that, you'll know for a fact that Vandal Savage is in it. He plays a big part. Uh, so he plays a big part in obviously the new season two. He's still going strong. He's still the immortal, super badass villain. Mastermind. Yeah. Um, and they show his kind of origin story and it just makes me even more badass. I love that guy. Um, that's kind of sparked me the other day talking about DC villains, how I feel like um, the, the, I, I just don't feel like they're even 
touching. I don't. I don't feel like Marvel villains are even touching DC villains. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I feel like the only Marvel villains that really compete are Magneto and then probably a few Spider-Man villains. They could, really they could probably make a series of movies uh, based on the villains themselves, and that's what I'm saying. DC could make yeah movies on the villains, and honestly, DC could make movies on the villains and not tell you that they're DC villains. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that'd be I think that'd be the ultimate tell. Mm. You know what I mean? Make some movies on the villains, but don't tell people that they're villains, and then see how people react if they don't know. And it's it. like a DC, you know, movie or whatever. Yeah. Now, obviously, things will spread. People, I think people figure it out. People aren't stupid these days. You Google you it. Do some research before you, you watch the Google movie. It. I mean, they're not going to be able to lie. Yeah. Like, this is an original story. Somebody's going to be like, no, this is your, your character from, you know, whatever. But the build up to the uh, inevitable villain is still an interesting, like, just as interesting a story as fi- the watching a hero come to be. I agree. So I'm excited for that Joker uh, joint. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fire. That's gonna be f- straight fire. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, man. Trust. Me. Uh, listen, man. I'm telling you, man. I I can't give out my um my login. Mm, you tried. <laughs> uh, well, I just know how it verifies. Okay. So if I give out my login again now, I have it on all my devices. If I give yeah. it out again, it'll try to it'll ask me to like kick off one of my devices, authorize. Uh, oh. Thing so. Um, I can't give out mine, but um, my you know my apartment is open. If you know me like that, hit my line. We we can watch all the Young Justice all you want. You know whatever you need. You know. mm. uh, there's other ways you can watch Young Justice things like that. You can buy them. Yeah, I think I'm gonna spend this week really um, trying to catch up. Yeah, yeah Young Justice. I I, I love that show, man. I I feel like it's it's just a perfect blend, man. There's there's humor. There is, honestly, I think the Dick Grayson that's in Young Justice actually, I think, is the perfect epitome of the show. He can be a leader. He can be funny. He can be tactical. He can be a field general in the moment. He can be a father figure. He can be comforting. He can, you know, what I mean, like he's just—he's everything. And that's just how I feel like the show is. Like it shows everything. Mm. Like it has moments where it teaches you a life lesson. It has moments where it's just being action-packed and gritty. It's got moments where it's telling you someone's story through something. You know, like there's just so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just—I really like. Um, I just really like what they're doing with Young Justice. I, 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 I do think. It is the best animated comic book show uh, of all time. I, I do believe that fully. And I, season three is just solidifying it because it's still doing it. You know what I mean? I don't know that if you put out Ultimate Spider-Man again today that I still like it. Now, granted, the time difference hasn't been the same. So if anybody's going to tell me, oh, well, it's been this many years since Ultimate Spider-Man. It's only been this many years since Young Justice. I know. I get it. What I'm saying is it's been a significant amount of time since Young Justice. Um, people begged for this show to come back. And a lot of times when the general public begs for something to come back, a studio is only doing it because people ask for it, not because there's passion there. And that can lead to bad things yeah. in any sort of art. You know what I mean? If somebody's yeah. making a video game just because... People wanted it back. People wanted it again. Yeah. It's not going to be as, it's normally not as good. If you're just writing a sequel to a book just because, it's normally not as good. You know, you 
those things got to come from passion. So if you put out an album, a music album, just because people want another music album, they don't come out as good. You know what I mean? I think. Would you say Fantastic Beast? There's no passion behind the the direction it's going right now. Yeah, I think so. I'd say Fantastic Beast is a perfect example of that. I don't feel like there's any passion behind that. Now, J.K. Rowling has been getting wilder and wilder. Um, she's kind of becoming a little bit. I didn't write down any notes about it, so I'm not gonna spend too much time on it because I don't really remember everything that she was saying. Uh, but you know, she does have some weird views on a lot of that, like Brexit. British stuff mm-hmm. that people seem to be giving her a lot of pushback on. She seems to have a lot of very um, conservative views. I'm not going to necessarily call it conservative because I don't fully understand like the political split over there. Yeah. So I, I won't say it's conservative, but I'll say it seems that she is maybe forgetting those humble roots that she comes from. Oh. And somebody said that she wasn't actually poor when she was writing the books. Because the story was like, you know, she was poor writing the books. And she was writing Harry Potter on coffee stop napkins. And mm. 23 Studios told her no. And then the last one told her yes or whatever. Or 13 book publishers or whatever it was told her no. But apparently they said, you know, her parents are pretty well off. And she was poor because her parents, like, weren't giving her, like, just money to blow. But... They also weren't like charging her rent or anything. She yeah. had like a place. She had to set a place to live, roof over her head, all that great stuff. You know what I mean? And um, I was just like, so what was the actual like? What was what was the uh, what was the problem? The like, struggle what were you complaining about coming up? Yeah, nothing. It seemed like uh, that's just the story. I don't know. I haven't like delved too deep into it to know. It might have been the story that they they gave to sell the books. I don't, I mean, I don't know that because you're selling, you're trying to sell, I mean, maybe I was a little bit under, I did read the Harry Potter books kind of a little bit early, mm-hmm. right? Like people in our age group probably shouldn't have been reading Harry Potter until about second or third grade. I was reading it at first. So mm-hmm. you, I uh, get you, it. You engine it. <laughs> I get it. I was a, little, maybe a tad bit ahead. Um, but um, considering the demographic that you're aiming for with that type of book, you don't just, you don't have to create a narrative for the, the no six, no eight year old is going, Oh, but did she struggle? Like no one, can, you know what I mean. Eight year olds don't care. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, that can't be what it is. You know. I mean, what it's I mean? like publishers, like you know, initially when she was coming up, maybe that was her, her pitch. Oh, to a publisher, like so yeah. many people denied her, yeah. but this is a yeah. Uh, possibly, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's it, and it just kind of stuck. Mm. Story got around or whatever. Yeah. You could. Uh, yeah, you're right. I can see that too. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I don't know. Won't won't focus on it too much. Um, I don't really know how I got over there from Young Justice, but passion, uh, hmm? passion. Oh yeah, passion. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, oh yeah, because you asked if I think this is being done without passion, and I do think it's being done without passion for sure. Um, what's next? Uh, oh, because we're talking about Young Justice, we'll talk about Krypton. Season two of Krypton, you saw that uh, one of the main villains in season two is going to be Lobo. No, I did not see that. So Lobo is going to be a main villain. Who is Lobo? Lobo is this. Oh, so let me back up. Let me back up. Right. Mm. Um, I'm I'm going to make it a habit that when I fuck up something, if I mess something up, to correct myself. Mm. So before I tell you who Lobo is, because I will in a second, I'm going to backtrack to our last episode that I put up on Thursday. Um. About 
uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and Bungie. Mm. There's a quick fact in there about Superman Red Sun. Yeah. And Christian asked me about it. And I got it mixed up. A different Superman. Superman Red Sun. Um, hopefully Christian actually listens to the podcast so he can mm. hear the right explanation. Yeah. Uh, Superman Red Sun. Is, and I knew this once I heard it back. Uh, but literally, like, when I be in the moment saying stuff, like, in my head, this like that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but when I heard it back, I was like, what am I talking about? Um, Superman Red Sun is basically what a Superman had landed in the Soviet Union. Um, so basically, he lands over there. He grows up with their ideals. So he's a different kind of Superman. You yeah. Know, that's, that's it. Um, so that's kind of essentially it. You know what I mean? Um, I would love for them. You know what I would do? This is completely off. This is just offshoot now because whatever. Um, I would love for them to do a Superman movie where, and I don't, I don't know if this exists or not, even if it's animated. Um, I would love for them to do a Superman movie where they show Superman being actually raised. Um, because right now it's weird, right? Because for us in the real world, time obviously keeps moving on Mm -hmm. with a lot of these characters. Um, we're so attached to their origins. You know what I mean? I saw, I think I saw a post or something like that. That was like, um, since time is stagnant for us, Bruce Wayne would now have been born in like some certain year so that when he was 10 and his parents got shot, uh, they would have been leaving to see like the Lion King or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there's all these, like you can make all these weird connections. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it'd be interesting to put Superman and have him be raised in this world where he is seeing racism and he is seeing segregation. And it just, I, I, listen, there, I'm sure there's a comic book line out there with something like that in it. Right. I don't know yeah. that for a fact, but I, it'd be crazy to me to think that there's not one comic book out there yeah. where superheroes are seeing the negative effects of racism and all these different kinds of things and they're not affected by it. So I, I would, I'm not saying that doesn't exist. Uh, what I'm saying is I've never seen like a movie version of it and uh, I don't need it to be like, the only reason I wouldn't want it to be like a feature length, you know, movie film, like a movie theater type film. Yeah. It's just because I don't want there to be, I don't want it to be this narr- narrative of like this white savior. I don't want it to be this, look at this good white man who figured it out and learned that hating black people is wrong. That's, that's not what I want the focus to be. <laughs> I want people to, I want, I, I think the idea is if I take Superman and I, I'm telling you his life story, because uh, even when they did Smallville, they updated when he was kind of growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's growing up modern. It's like, oh, what if Superman was a teenager right now? Like you. Yeah. That's the idea, right? Yeah. Um, well, what if Superman was really growing up in the time period that he should have been? What if he was a Superman in the 60s? What would what would teenage Superman have done? He's he's supposed to be this, you know, big boy Blue Scout. He's supposed to be the, you know, the boy, sorry, not Blue Scout, Boy Scout. You know, he's supposed to be the big boy Blue. He's supposed to be the protector, the guy with the perfect compass. He's an L. He always stands for the right thing and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, we see that on Krypton, clearly they had a class system too. You know what I mean? Now, their separation wasn't based on skin tone or race, supposedly. Um, yeah, it's based on class. Or but it seems to be fully based on class and status. And family. Uh, what you know. You know what I mean? So yeah, no. Cal, you know, Cal and his family, the L's would have always had a, L's Zods. They would have always had a name in on Krypton just because of their family name. Um, where I don't know how you work your way into royalty you know things like that. i'm sure there are ways to do it but it's just mary 
Well, I mean, there's probably other ways too, though. Marry, show yourself as combat. Yeah, possibly combat. Intelligence, though. Krypton is very key on. Seems to be very big on being you know, intelligent. So it makes sense that, like, the elves would have years of, uh, you know, like, they would have years of um. What's what I'm looking for? Uh, like scientists in their history, right? Because like, mm. you know, this they had one really. Let's say, just say, just yeah, you know, just whatever. They had one really great scientist, you know, way back when, and so then that you know his kid grows up in science, so he becomes the next science. You know, he's big into science, or whatever, and that just keeps passing on and on and on mm. through the generations. So it makes sense that the L's all seem to have. A little bit of a predisposition. It seems to all kind of be a little bit pushed towards the sciences and being intelligent and understanding technology, things like that. Um, we've seen that develop in different versions of Superman here on Earth, especially Superman that has access to like all of Krypton's history. Like when that, whenever you see a Superman that's like learned everything about Krypton and stuff, mm-hmm. his it, that's a dangerous Superman because he's smarter than. The other ones, like now, like a lot of the Supermans we see now are all kind of numbed down. It's like, oh, whatever. He's just the, he's the muscle. It's brute. He's kind of always been shown as just the muscle. Whereas now, yeah. um, you know, people have taken you know, those comic books stuff on it of them taking the time for him to be, um, you know, uh, this smart Superman. This, you know, it's hey, weird. hold on, I come from this advanced world, and my ship has all the knowledge of this stuff, so I'm gonna learn it all. You know what I mean? It, you know, kind of always portrays your man as not being able to learn anything or mm. like he was dumb or something, which isn't the case. Um, yeah, so, um, anyways, um, what's next on the docket? Season two of oh, and I went backwards to talk about bit. Red Sun and yes. explain why I messed that up. So mm. now everybody knows the right. Thing about Red Sun, what to be looking forward to is Subway Union Superman. That's all you gotta really kind of know. I'm sure anybody who listens, I'm sure somebody listening was like, dude, you're so wrong. What the hell are you talking about? Um, you're right, I am wrong. And um, I'm sure they went and Googled it. But if you didn't, and you just kind of took me for my word, I apologize. Apologize. I make mistakes. Not perfect. I know a lot of apology things, accepted. But I do make mistakes. So that was a mistake. Um, anyways, that was season two. Uh, Lobo. Mm. Lobo is this um, space assassin. Is the best way to put it. An inter oh, space assassin is probably the wrong. They probably what they call them, intergalactic space bounty, bounty hunter. space bounty hunter cowboy bebop style. Yeah, let me let me see what they say about Lobo. Let's see what the internet interwebs are saying. About our guy Lobo here. Um, Did they give a date on when uh, season two would be? Ah, uh, no. Is it going to be on Sci-Fi or is it going to be on? Um, you know, I don't know. Hmm. Hold on, let me see if I can find something. I, I really don't know. I, I have no idea. I kind of hope it's going to be on. Um, yeah, it just says it just says season two of Krypton is set to premiere later this year. It doesn't actually tell us. Okay. Well, actually, this article right here might tell us exactly what Lobo they're using here. The small screen take on. Let me see. Okay, so hold on. So let's just read this little article. It's a short one. So Emmett J. Scanlon, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Constantine will play fan favorite DC Comics anti hero Lobo in season two of Krypton. 
and the Irish actor has now shared a new look at himself in full costume as the main man. Lobo does look really cool. Uh, one of the cool things about him is like the way he kind of speaks. He has this weird like I can't I can't do it. I'm gonna sound so stupid. Yeah, man. But he's like he sounds like a wrestler, sort of. I don't. I I feel like that's what he's designed after. I really don't know. It looks like it. But he's always just kind of like. Lobo's the man. Like, if you don't think that Lobo will take the challenge, yeah, it's kind of like that. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really weird. It's really weird. So, uh, he said this small screen take on Lobo will be introduced as a big bad for season two of the sci-fi series, and it's described as a ruthless bounty hunter who murdered his entire species. Um, a genius level intellect when it comes to matters of warfare, and is a deadly adversary. He has superhuman strength and is virtually immortal. Lobo's word is the only thing he holds sacred, and although he'll never violate the letter of an agreement, agreement, he might disregard its spirit from time to time. So you may have the best intentions in what you sent Lobo to do, but he may take it upon himself. As long as he gets your whatever you asked him done, done, the way you asked him to get it done, that's all he cares about. If he has to take pit stops or do some things around it to get it done, he doesn't really care. Is essentially what that's kind of saying. Um, Lobo's a cool looking villain. Uh, I think Lobo's in Injustice 2. Or is it 1? I think he's in, I think he's in Injustice 1, actually. Interesting. Um, as a playable character. Yeah, he's in Injustice Gods Among Us. People really liked his character. He was added as DLC, I believe. People really liked him. Um, I think Lobo is another cool villain i'm not a super fan or anything you know what i mean i'm not wearing lobo shirts um mm. but i mean he is he's an interesting villain i think he's probably a good villain to um for uh for the style of show that krypton is mm. i think he fits that well and you don't have to do as much CGI stuff that they just have to do with like Brainiac. Yeah. With Brainiac, there's just so much that goes into it. Lobo, do with some face paint. You know what I mean? I'm sure yeah. that, you know there's more to it. You yeah. know, they spiced him up, made him look extra nice, or whatever. But for the most part, I don't. You know, it doesn't seem like it would be uh, that crazy. Um, you know, I guess I, I never thought- looked up what's Lobo's connection to like. Wolves. I guess I never. I thought they might go. I thought it was gonna be a, a whole. Uh, what's that man's name? Doomsday. I think he's still gonna be a problem. Oh yeah, he'll still still be an issue. He's still running loose in the and, yeah. bottle city of Candor. Mm. And um, right. He yeah. He's still in the bottle city of Candor, right? Uh, I think. Yeah. I think that's what it, uh, we talked about it. It's been a while now, but I think it's one. It's one or two. Either Doomsday is still trapped underground on Krypton somewhere, and he can he's gonna go devastate Krypton later at some point, or he's stuck in the under on the in the um uh in the Taken City of Kandor, and he's gonna wreak havoc on them, which I assume. Well, no, I don't know. 
No, because they kind of defeated Brainiac. Yeah, well, they they sent him to. Um, so did they get Candor back? Did they unleash? It wasn't or? taken. Uh, Candor wasn't taken. It was never actually taken. Yeah. What am I thinking about? I must be thinking about a movie or something. Okay, so Candor was never actually taken in Krypton. Mm. So there's nothing to get back. Yeah. Um. Okay, so but Doomsday is still under the city. Of of Candor, I think. I feel or like whatever city. There. I feel like I I remember them coming back to the capsule where he was in, and it was broken out of. Yes, I agree. I do also remember that. So, I think uh, we'll see what we'll see what uh, see what they do with that. I guess they may start the show like that, and then you find out that Lobo is the actual villain for the show. Mm, I'm trying to think if I have like a prediction. I don't. I think I know. I, I think it'll be two separate things. Maybe they send him into outer space. I think maybe uh, Doomsday. I think I think it'd be a couple things. Either like Doomsday is wrecking so much havoc that he's messing up like some drug dealers, some space drug dealer or space criminals operation. Yada yada yada, because he's messing up stuff on Krypton. So they send Lobo in to take him out. Like, oh, go kill this guy, you know, whatever, because they don't know who Doomsday is or what he is. Go, go kill him. So they send him there, and they they end up fighting him, potentially. Um, Or it could be something like, uh, there's two separate storylines. So, like, something they do in order to beat Doomsday triggers someone sending Lobo after them. So Mm. we see, like, mid-season them switch to Lobo pursuing them or something like that. You know, it could be something like that, so... Um, you know, I will say the one thing they've done pretty well is we're not locked into just Krypton as much as the show is called Krypton and we know the majority of our things are going to happen on Krypton. We are still in outer space. Krypton, the people of Krypton, nothing tells me that they're not, you know, nothing tells me they're incapable of exploring space. Yeah. So uh, it would make sense that they could travel to another planet or something. You know what I mean? Like they could, hey, we're gonna fly over here now and check this out. Or, you know, so they could do a lot with this show. Uh, it could be like a Star Trek level type show where it's like, you know, you don't know, you know, we're going here and here and we're going to this place to get this. And uh, there's a lot of potential, man. Hopefully they don't overdo it with like trying to pull in like DC characters to it uh-huh. to a point like where it gets like annoying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they've already done it once, obviously, with, like, Adam Strange. He's traveled back in time, yada, yada, yada. But since this is a different time period, it's weird. It's already weird that we have to have these characters that people know because of time travel, you know, with Adam Strange and Zod. You know, it's always like, okay, fine. All right, fine. But, like, don't make it crazy, you know, to where it's like, okay, now Bizarro is here because of time travel. And, oh, Mr. Freeze is here now. You know what I mean? Like, don't make it stupid. Lex Luthor is in the – come on. Let's let's not be ridiculous. Um. So we'll see, uh, what they do. But um, yeah, I feel like yeah. So Lobo doesn't really play on the wolf thing too much. Hmm. Interesting. I never, I never, I never looked. I never even thought about it really. I just saw somebody else kind of talk about ask about it. Um. Anyways. So that's season two of Krypton that we're all looking forward to. There's no dates or anything that I saw. Whatever. Um, (laughs) We're still talking about comic book stuff, so we'll slide over to 
the Black Panther Oscar nomination. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the first movie, first uh, superhero movie to get Oscar nominated. So it's not. It's not. Batman vs. Which uh, Batman Begins got one? I think it was. Was Batman Begins or no? No, sorry, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight got one. Oh. Okay. Um, Dark Knight got one. Got Oscar nomination. Obviously, with Heath Ledger's performance. Oh yes, 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 um, yes. And there's probably some other things that got nominated for. I don't remember, but I think Batman had a couple uh, other nominations, or whatever. But people were very upset. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. I think it's great that a comic book movie got nominated at all. Mm. Um, obviously, people know I'm DC over Marvel. If you listen to me or everything, but I think it's dope that another comic movie got recognition again. I think it's dope. It means it did something that created so much noise that you had no choice but to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, while I don't care about the Oscars and what they do or their rewards, as I being black, the reward for seeing Black Panther was seeing Black Panther. Seeing Black Panther on the big screen, seeing a superhero on the big screen yeah. who didn't need some white dude to come in and save him from everything. Um, who wasn't a sidekick, who wasn't just a footnote. He was the main character. He was the king. They had internal issues of their own amongst black. Like that, to me, that was powerful. And not only that, they have control of the most powerful, you know, technologies and, you know, elements. Elements. Whatever, you know, compounds, all this kind of shit. They got vibranium, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was it was powerful to see that. As a kid who grew up liking stuff in this world. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody says. Nobody was checking for Black Panther. Nobody was. Facts. The <laughs> the excitement for Black Panther's character only got ex- only hyped, uh, got on my radar was because they said Ryan Coogler was was doing it. And I was like, oh, what, Ryan Coogler's doing it? Like, oh, I like what he does. I, I yeah. like a lot of stuff he's done. Oh, he's going to be in it? Okay, well, they got a black director and it's a black comic book. That's when I started looking up a lot of Black Panther stuff, when they announced that. And you can check me on that because you can see uh, I share it every year when it pops up. I think it's normally around, like, the March time. And I'm like, yo, Ryan, Coogler, this is about to be amazing. Like, this dude is doing this. I believe in it. And um, But if you had just told me Black Panther, I'd have looked at Black... If Black Panther didn't have Ryan Coogler behind it, they didn't kind of hype up the black cast, all that kind of stuff, if I didn't know anything about it, I would have looked at Black Panther the same way I looked at Ant-Man. Like, like, who is... Like, why are we... Why is this the character we care about? I mean, I, I got excited because of uh, his performance in Civil War. And oh, okay. No, well, 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 let me, well, sorry. Let me let me backtrack. Because the announcement that Ryan Coogler was doing the... Bat, was doing... Uh, Predates the performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because once they cast him, I think it was Black Panther two. Or Black Panther. Black Panther was already yeah. had just started yeah. going, so they already had Google at that time. I think I, I don't think it's actually far before you see him, but I think it's afterwards. So yeah, um, I, I'm not. Let me put it like I wasn't mad at Bozeman or anything like that. Like I'm just saying, like as far as like just hearing a character before you see him on screen. He was not a character I was begging to see. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like, oh, I mean, if I see him, cool, but I'm not really begging that much to see. Um, oops. I wasn't really begging that much to see Black Panther. Um, but once they kind of sold me on the world, and they talk about that, because they said there's a whole comic book, apparently, and I'm way off topic, but whatever. 
there's a comic book apparently that's called like the world of Wakanda or something like that or it's something like that and it's essentially like approaches like Wakanda is like this living breathing world type thing where it's, it focuses on just like the culture and the feel of Wakanda um so once you kind of started seeing all that, I think naturally as a black person growing up with any kind of sense of pride to where we clearly come from, mm. I think it was hard not to feel something towards it. I think there's self-hating black people who felt something towards Black Panther. Probably wouldn't ever admit it. Um, all that being said, I, as somebody who saw Black Panther six times, uh, I do not believe it deserved a nod. For being fair, being honest, um, it probably didn't deserve the best picture nod. There's other nominations. I I think there's things that it could have been nominated for no problem. Uh, I don't I don't like I don't think it's fair. People now have been actually saying that they feel like Michael B. Jordan's acting was really bad in Black Panther. That seems to be a thing on the internet right now too. Um, I don't agree, but a lot I've seen a lot of black people saying it too. Uh, but you got to be careful, obviously, with the black nerd community. Sometimes they just do and say things to pander to their white friends. So you got to be a little bit careful with some of them. Um, but so I did see a good bit of people saying that they thought, well, Mike B. Jordan didn't act that well. Y'all just kind of like him now because he's the new sex symbol type person. But we don't think he acted that well. I was like, I thought he acted pretty well in Black Panther. Um, I heard some somebody said, not I heard. Uh, my fraternity brother suggested that uh, Inf- uh, Infinity War um, should have been nominated as like a best picture instead of Black Panther, which I could see the storyline of Infinity War, the impact it had. Mm. Um, I could see. Um, uh, and what, do I what, think- what is the uh, criteria for best I, picture? That's That would be my next question because I, I can't really say if it wasn't deserving of the nod. I don't think we know really when it comes to these like award shows it's yeah. very rarely that we know the criteria that they're looking at for picking yeah. whatever like so I, I only go based I can only compare based on what they even put on the list at all that's what I'm saying In and comparison. you know what let me let me look at it let me pull this up real quick because I I generally do not know what um all the categories anymore Michael B Jordan's acting it was the first time I've ever seen him play a villain yep and in that case, uh, for being the first time doing that, I could see how you may feel like he may have played. I saw some people say that he they didn't feel like. She don't seem like a character caricature. Yeah, of they a said villain. they felt like there were some things where he, they felt like he just didn't have um, as much. Uh, what's it called? I guess like emotion. But his character is a militant. Kind of emotionless. I agree. So character. part of that, part of that does throw so, it off for me. I'm like, it is. That sounds like a more of a di- direction choice. Than he's a, this hard nosed, yeah, you know, military vet who's been at war. Seems like and damn near his whole life, even. And he does get emotional when it comes to like you know what happened with his dad. Yeah, eventually. So. I I thought he did a good job. I don't yeah. believe the people that are saying they really believe that he did bad I don't think so I don't think that's true um, I think he played the character he was supposed to play well hmm. I also agree and think that he played the character he was supposed to play uh, I don't, I don't think, think that's a I don't, yeah, I don't think that's a nod to his acting skills as, as a whole yeah so uh, 
They are uh, nominated for seven Academy Awards. Um, so let's see. They got a uh, they got awarded best achievement in music, written for motion pictures. That's Ludwig. It's our guy right there. Yes. Who's not really our guy? We don't know Ludwig. We just like his music. Uh, he's worked with Charles Gambino. Yeah, yeah, it's Charles Gambino. Um, if you didn't know. Uh, the other one is Best Achievement in Music, Green for Motion Pictures. Oh, okay. So the first one is for the original score altogether. The score altogether, okay. And then the second one is for the song, All the Stars. Well, it didn't get out, get nominated for this, uh, Redbone. Oh, oh, uh, Childish won that Oscar? Or was it the Grammy? Grammys, bro. Okay. All right. Yeah. So well, Ludwig was a part of that, too. Mm-hmm. That nigga's amazing. Anyway, that man, yeah. that white man is a German. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so they got nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year. They got nominated for Best Achievement in Costume Design, Best Achievement in Product Design, Best Achievement in Sound Editing, and Best Achievement in Sound Mixing. Uh, I don't really know what sound mixing comes from. I think sound editing is really good because I feel like I don't know if this even matters to that. Uh, category, but sound editing to me sounds like placement of music at different times in a movie, and I felt like the music in the movie was always very representative of where you were in the journey of the movie. Personally, I felt like mm-hmm. it was very representation, very representative of that. I don't know. I was about to make up a word. Um, <laughs> representatious is what I was about to say. So, um, you know, ask me all you want, please. I was going to say representatious, one hundred percent. Um, representative. I wish there was like a director's cut where the, the soundtrack was that um, Kendrick album that, that he put out. Mm. I want to hear where they would place those songs in the movie. I think that'd be really dope. Like, yeah, I think I wish I had known that the songs. Um, I wish I had known. I mean, I, it worked out anyway that I didn't. It, it was fine. Are oh, you wish you'd known that the songs weren't going to be in the movie? Yeah, I would have listened to the soundtrack earlier. To, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like everybody else listened to the soundtrack. Everybody else enjoyed it. for the movie. Yeah. I was hoping. Oh, my God. I was really disappointed, actually, that they weren't. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to kind of pick yeah. out where they went. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly, I told you. I was exactly that was why pr- That's actually why you didn't want. Yeah, that was. That I was, think I said that in yeah. our first ever podcast. So we're, we're kind of full circle. We're getting close to our. Uh, one year, one year, yeah. Doing the podcast, I don't know or think we're doing anything special. I don't, I don't know. We'll think about. it. We'll see. Mm. Um, Maybe have Kale and Raymond on there. Well, we could do a podcast from the bachelor party. Podcast from the bachelor. Party. Uh, all right. <laughs> Be a little lit. Do a little podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll think. We'll see. Um. Anyways. The point is, um, yeah, so nobody seems to really care about any of the other awards. People are upset that it's nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year. And, I, I again, I don't disagree. There probably are other movies that could have been in that spot over Black Panther yeah. as far as Best Motion Picture of the Year. I love the movie. It has significant cultural significance to me. Um, I, it makes a big impact to me personally as a black person. But I also understand that that impact may not represent... The grand scheme. One of the best movies uh, of that, uh, as okay. far as in as it pertains to everyone. Mm. Um, and if the Oscars is generally going, is generally trying to find the best movies that 
or for everyone, then maybe Black Panther shouldn't be there. Um, and I, I, I understand that. Now, again, I don't know the criteria, so they'd have to release that to us. But I could see why people would be upset. I'm not mad if anybody doesn't want Black Panther there. I'm mad at the racist people online who are like, oh, this nigger movie shouldn't be there. Or they're like, oh, um, it's only there because black people liked it. Oh, look at the Oscars pandering to black people. Uh, and maybe they are. Maybe they are pandering. I don't know. But it's not your place to tell us that they are. Mm. I just I don't I don't know when white people will get it. Um, maybe they are pandering. Maybe that company that used to only care about you as their customer. Maybe they are pandering to us. Let them do that. You know what I mean? Like my thing is like white people they're weird. When their company tries to include somebody that's not them, all of a sudden it's like it's not cool and or it's they're pandering. Why would they do this? Anytime any company supports anybody that's not the traditional white light, it's like white people get defensive. Or like or they or they or they decide they're boycotting something. Mm. So even though Nike still supports the NFL and gives them jerseys and money and stuff, white people got furious because they also showed that they supported Kaepernick. And it's not even about support, right? They just said, hey, we have Kaepernick. Okay, fine. I'm not knocking anybody buys it or whatever. I'm just saying white people were in an uproar yeah. for no reason over the company, right? So literally they just get mad over lighting their shoes on fire. Yeah, and it's just like you just get mad over shit for no reason. And it's weird because it's like when white companies or white people or white anything, when they try, it's like when we force our way in and it becomes cool, then they want to emulate it. But when a company is like, hey, black people, we make clothes or we make stuff that you would like that fits into your culture and your style and maybe we even brought somebody we brought some people of color in we brought some I, I don't even like saying that maybe we brought some black people in <laughs> I, I don't I say people of color because I really I really do still mean like Hispanic, Indian people and yeah, Latinos Indian, and other yeah. people that are minorities and marginalized yeah, yeah. but I'm black so that's what I'm talking about mm-hmm. uh, but when I say black Unless I specifically mean, okay, this is only for black people. I mean every, I mean all people of color. So I just don't like people of color. It just sounds stupid to me. But um, anyways, um, maybe they even brought black people in to talk about diversifying and trying to get a new market, things like that. But white people will be like, oh, I'm never wearing Levi's again. How could they have that black man in a good pair of Levi's? <laughs> Where's Brent Favre? Get a like, decent pair. <laughs> they just ruined. <laughs> sure, like, you know, like it's just stupid shit. It's stupid shit like that though. That you're just like, what? But when black people forcibly wear Ralph Lauren, you think Ralph Lauren was ever marketed to black people? Of course not. Black people started wearing it though. It's cool. Gucci. It's cool. Louis Vuitton. It's cool. all these, all these fancy brands. Black people made them cool. Mm. Made them cool and keep them cool. Look how easily Supreme became. We can't talk about it, but oh, you can't see it. I've got a case of something out there that came in a Supreme box. I'll show it to you. Uh, anyways, the point is like black people, we can make anything cool. 
We can make any brand cool. Mm. We made Tommy Hilfiger cool. Yeah. Then he was like, I hate niggas wearing my clothes. And then we made him uncool. We're like, All right. <laughs> cool. Now, don't get me wrong, still some niggas out there that still love them some Tommy Hilfiger. Maybe because they don't know better or whatever. I don't know. Maybe because it's cheap now. Because, mm. you know what? The people that still, it's always like the old niggas that still wear Tommy Hilfiger. And it's because they probably went through a phase. They went through that phase where Tommy Hilfiger was cool and they were old enough for it to matter, but they couldn't afford it. So now they can't afford the Tommy Hill figure. So like, oh, I'm gonna go buy this. This was the shit back in the day. Well, this Tommy Hill figure on sale, yeah. but no, it's just we don't wear that shit anymore. It's a toe. Because he told us he hates people with our skin tone. So we stopped wearing it. And we'd really appreciate it if your old ass stopped wearing it. Get a clue, money get. <laughs> damn. Um, yeah, I don't see a bunch of young people wearing Tommy Hill figure like that anymore. But my point is like black people have this power and um it's weird because it's weird that when we force our way into certain companies and make them cool, nobody says anything. Nobody's mad. Nobody's upset. But the second a company is like, hey, we're going to do this. And, you know, we are aiming specifically at black people with this. We are pandering them a little bit. We do want to get their attention. We do want them to know that we value their business. We want their business. We appreciate their business. We do want them to know that we care about their lives and we see what's happening to you out in the world and we want to support you. And we do think black lives matter. We do want to support whatever. The second they do that, the, the, the racist white people lose their shit. Mm-hmm. They lose their minds. I'm never buying this again. How could they? Oh my God. And you're just like, for what? Like, Why are you... Why, why are you this hostile to somebody... Talking about equality, you know what I mean? To people, people who are looking to push equality, you're giving us this hostile response, and so yeah, so I'm okay with people disagreeing with Black Panther being on the list. That's fine. That's 100 percent okay with me. I don't care how much money it made. I've gone on record plenty of times saying that um, box office numbers don't matter. Mm-hmm. Don't matter. It just means people were interested in your movie. Mm-hmm. So um, that applies to Black Panther too. I saw it six times. As somebody saw Black Panther six times, I get it. I only saw it three times. Yeah, step your black up, bro. Um, I'm not black. <laughs> step your, just saying. It's on Netflix right now. I'll go watch it a couple yeah, more times. Hey, go catch up. I'm saying I paid my premium. <laughs> you can catch up on Netflix. I'm just saying they're kind of soft. Watching on Netflix now should count like how would they count real artist streams. Right, it's like one, I agree. One, one, one uh, you gotta yeah, watch it like a thousand, yeah, a thousand times, times before it counts. Sale, yeah, yeah, okay, I, I see. You gotta watch it a thousand times on Netflix uh, before it counts. Now, obviously, it's a different scale. But <laughs> gotta watch a thousand times on Netflix before it counts as an actual movie sale. Now what? I mean, you pay, you, you pay, you pay fifteen dollars for Netflix a month. What? One, you one. paying fifteen dollars? That's for like multiple screens. You got money. I'm not paying for it anymore. My mom is now. Oh. I, I kindly suggested that they take over that so I can cut back on some bills and save it for this damn wedding. So I'm not paying for that anymore. But it was 15, yes. <clears throat> no, I, I pay the same amount. Except that I just, T-Mobile covers all but like $3 of it or whatever. So. Oh, okay. So yeah, I pay like 3 bucks a month for it. Because T-Mobile covers the rest of it. But right, you, ain't gotta, you ain't gotta brag, my nigga. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Man, save your money, man. The perks, you know. Yeah, just a little flight flex. Trash ass service is okay, though. Our service isn't that great. Um, <laughs> sometimes it does get pretty bad. Sometimes it's amazing, though. 
Sometimes it's like flawless. You're just like, this is a, this is this, brilliant. This is what I'm paying this for. This is exactly what I want. <laughs> and then when and it's not working, like, just like, you know what? This is what I'm paying. <laughs> I get it. Cool. This is uh, what you pay for. It. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I don't know if you had any. I know you're not really on social media, so you didn't get to see a lot of the backlash. You kind of just going off what I'm saying, but exactly. Um, you are you are enlightening me on on a, on a yeah, realm. Yeah, I know. I know when I bring up some of the issues. That's why I, I like to bring up some of the, like social media things. I know you don't see them as much. Yeah. So I do get to see some of the discussions and things that are going on. And, um, yeah. So there's been a lot of racist response to, you know, um, to Black Panther being nominated, uh, which is expected. Expected, yeah. But um, it's their sacred Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, and I just don't get it. But they do this anytime a black movie does well. When Get Out did it, they just they said the same thing. Was, there, was, there black, was there backlash for the for the Grammy that they won for? Uh... Wait, no, we're just talking about nominate. Forget winning. We're talking about nominations. Irreclaimable. Well, we're just talking about nominations, bro. Forget forget actually winning the award. People are mad that somebody even thought that did... these movies that are starring black people in Get Out won an Oscar, right? I think it did. People are. There was backlash. There was backlash. One hundred percent. Interesting. A hundred percent. There's backlash for people feeling like, you know, why you, you know, oh, you don't, you shouldn't even deserve to be next to these other movies. You know, I always wonder, like, um, in like, in Africa, well, like South Africa, if like, the white people there feel. Like there's not enough representation for them. They shouldn't. In Africa. <clears throat> they shouldn't. They should just go back to where they came from if they ever feel that way. They don't get to have the same argument, right? Like they, yeah. They, yeah, they went they, they, to they South came. Africa. Yeah. No one took them there and forced them to be them that, and enslaved them for 400 years. Mm. Right? Like that's the only reason black people are here. Yeah. So... If that hadn't happened, we yeah. wouldn't be here yeah. saying we want representation. You forced us to be here, so now we want representation. That's a lot different than white people yeah. forcibly being in South Africa, causing apartheid, and then also demanding now that they have some sort of e- equality. They can all go fuck themselves. I don't care about white people in South Africa. They can all... <laughs> like That's the dumbest shit I ever heard. <laughs> well, what do you, how do you think white people in South Africa feel? I I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't care. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's plenty of great white people in South Africa. I'm sure there's plenty of good white people out there mm-hmm. that are doing the right thing, hate what their ancestors do, and are working to end all racial tensions and all mm-hmm. kinds of bullshit. But it's something different about seeing a white woman call you a racial slur. In Af- on African soil. Oh man! You remember that video? <laughs> you remember that video? Nah, is it, what video? There's this video. This white woman. I guess she had like a black taxi driver mm. in Africa, and I guess she didn't like something he said or how he said it or whatever. And he st- she started calling him. Um, I can't remember the word right now, but there's a black. There's an equivalent word to like nigger in South Africa. It starts like a K. I can't remember it, um, but it's basically the equivalent. And she called him that, like, multiple times, calling him or whatever. They got it all on video or whatever. She got arrested and she got in trouble and that shit. But that showed me there's a different level of arrogance to some white people. Yeah. That you're in Africa 
on African soil, soil that you really shouldn't even be allowed to touch. It's sacred level soil. Mm. And you that's what's coming out of your mouth? On on soil that you don't deserve to be on? Nah. Nah. On African soil, my you that's bold. That's let you know what? That's gangster. <laughs> to be a white woman, the audacity of white women to be a white woman in South Africa and and use a racial slur against black people in South Africa is crazy to me. Um, the most powerful person in the world right now is a white woman. Why is that? Most powerful or untouchable? Why is that? As far as being tainted. Their image, who? White people. Wait, wait what? What do you say? Okay, hold on, I just misheard you. What are you saying? This is like a white woman. <clears throat> it's like the, I guess, the most dangerous person to be in trouble with. Oh yes. A white woman scares the shit out of me. I don't want to be nowhere near. That's not true. I don't mean that, but yeah, I don't want no kind of problems, no kind of issues with white women at all. I just, I don't believe you gonna win, bro. <laughs> I just don't see it. If a white, I don't think you're gonna. I don't. I just don't believe that if you get into any sort of altercation with a white woman, I do not believe that you will live to defend yourself. Hmm. I fully believe that. I fully believe that if you get into any sort of altercation with a white woman and she calls the police, the plan already coming to deal with the situation is to end your life. I fully believe that. I believe that to the utmost. So a white woman want to get into it with me, I'm walking away. I'm not going back and forth with you. Old, young, whatever, I'm not arguing with no white woman about nothing at all. Not having no 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 drawn out discussions. Nothing. Not unless a camera already rolling or something, somebody already recording something, I guess that's different. But if they no proof for me to back it up and be like, oh, I wasn't doing nothing. I don't want no problems because <laughs> they gonna believe that white woman over me every day, no matter what. Unless I'm working some, unless I'm making some white man a shit ton of money. <laughs> well, I guess that that, that is that's the, it. That's, that's the, the only thing that can trump the white woman is white man, rich white man. They'll believe a white woman no matter what. She could be the richest. She could be the daughter of the richest white man. She could be the daughter of the brokest white man. They'll believe a little white girl no matter what she say. Right, no matter what they the little white girls say, they believe whatever she say. The only thing that's going to trump a white woman, no matter regardless of her status, is a is a rich white man. Trump whatever they was talking about for every single time. Switch switch the whole sh- shit up. Be, be not stupid being around a rich white man. He knows. What's going he know. On. He know they got the power to change some shit if they want to. Mm-hmm. See, it's not, not not by accident. Anyways. Uh, I don't know how I kind of went off on that. I know that I know you weren't gonna have too much for it just because you didn't see it, but yeah, that's what's been going on on the interwebs with Black Panther, things like that. Um, I'm gonna move on over to the video game realm. Okay, where we're gonna talk about everybody's favorite. Uh, I never thought that he would be a topic on this podcast, but King Draco has managed to make himself a topic <laughs> for a nerd podcast, for a black nerd podcast. 
We are. This is a black nerd podcast, and I am definitely oh, going to talk man. about uh, the black owned Soldier Boy products that he's putting out here. Okay. Soldier Boy is putting out this Soldier console, right? Mm-hmm. He's got the uh, handheld version, yes, and he has a console version. Mm. Okay, uh, some quick facts about the Soldier console, right? Uh, Soldier Boy is buying these from a manufacturer that already makes them. Yes. In China, China I believe. China, yeah. Right? So he's already buying, they're already <coughs> made. He's really not doing anything. Yeah, I thought to make this a, a tech, a te- uh, technically speaking. Talk Did about you? This. Yeah, but I was like, you know, this may, this, is probably, this may be bigger than something we can just brush over as far as how uh, big it, the, gravi- the gravity I don't know. Can. I mean, I think we're going to roll into our main topic from here because mm. after this, I'm going to talk about mm. Kingdom Hearts a little bit. But we're a day away now, so <laughs> by the yeah. time this goes out, it'll be out anyway, so it yeah. won't make a difference. No. So, um, but anyways, yeah. So Soldier Boy, so obviously um, he did his little press run, uh, not really last week, but the week before. Yeah. Um, these are all weird. We're gonna have to get better with. We're gonna have to get to a point where we're putting out, where we're editing within a day or two of actually recording, so that mm. when we say things like a week ago, it's actually makes sense to people because a lot of times when we say a week ago. It really almost ends up being two weeks by the time people actually hear it. Mm. it yeah. Anyway, I see what. So I, I did an experiment. The last podcast, I didn't do any editing as far as removing any of the bumps and sounds that y'all niggas annoyingly decided to do. Cut the time significantly. So. If niggas act right. If niggas act right, there won't be that much shit in it. Or we can just do what we need to do, get better table. Get better mics. Get better table. Get better, you know. Yeah. So that sound doesn't <clears throat> bother us as much. It's just what it is for now. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah, so, anyways. So, Soulja Boy's got these, yeah, he's got the handheld and he's got a home version. These two consoles he's put out. Um, I called the Soldier game. Um, he put them out. And, like I said, he buys them from a manufacturer who already makes them. Uh, he is He is not lying when he says the game's already licensed. Um, Soldier Boy to me, I think he marketed this console incorrectly. Mm. Uh, he made the con when he talked about the console, he talked about the console as if he was putting out a console that was meant to compete with a PlayStation Four and Xbox One. That is not what his console is doing, right? He is not competing on the main stage, which is the only reason I gave him any attention initially when he started talking about it and started showing the console because it does kind of look like a knockoff Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And I did think he was trying to compete in the big boy space. And I was like, what does Soldier Boy know about the video game industry enough to say, I'm going to buy this little, or I'm going to invest in this video game making company that's making a console? Like, you know what I mean? Like to me, that would mean not only are you gonna have a new console coming out, you've got the backing of a lot, a bunch of other bigger companies, and they're allowing you to be the face because they feel like you have some sort of social media influence with the kids. But also, um, um, you must have some like proprietary studios already. You got mm-hmm. some first party studios. You got some exclusives already lined up. Like what have you done? Started looking it up. He just marketed it wrong. It's a retro console. That's what it is. These consoles have always existed. Mm. You could always pick them up. You could pretty much always find some one of them or something like it. Whether yeah. it's online, yeah. at a Target, go to the little game section, find a little electronics. Somebody in there has a little retro console with a bunch of old games 
mm. on it that you play. Yeah. Uh, this is a little bit different because I think it plays about 800 games. Yeah. Um, I watched some reviews on it. People said that the uh, controller is a little wonky. Um, like it's just a little, it feels cheap. Um, console's about 120 hundred some dollars, $120 maybe because the dude I watched, one dude I watched, instead of buying the soldier version of it, he bought it directly from the manufacturer, yeah. which cut the price in half. Uh. Um, so that's also an, I don't know if that's still a thing, but that was an option. Mm. Um, and there's probably not too much thought into this, so it probably still is an option. But I doubt Soulja Boy was like, oh, take yeah, all these yeah, off the market yeah, yeah. too. Like you probably, whatever, you probably still get it. Um, regardless, um, I think he marketed it wrong. I think it's the biggest problem with him. I think that's why he got backlash from the gaming community and from other black people who game a little bit. Yeah. Because he put it out there as if he was doing this like mind blowing thing, and he's not. And that's just, and that's okay. That's not knocking him. It's still great that he's starting a business. It's still great that he's investing in a retro box. Got eight hundred games on it. Plug and play. I don't know how much is on the handheld version of it. I don't think I watched any reviews for the handheld one, but let's say it's even half that. Got a handheld console with 400 games on it. 400 mm-hmm. classic games. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. sounds fine. Like, it's like yeah, I, I'm not knocking him for doing it. I'm knocking him for how he presented it, which is why I believe he got the backlash he got from it. I don't know how much of it you really saw, though. I saw I saw um I saw the whole Breakfast Club interview. I saw um, what they did on um or how it went down on Everyday Struggle. Yeah. Um I do agree that he that, I mean he didn't deserve the backlash he got. That at least that much of it. Mm-hmm. And I guess a big part of it had to do with his uh the way he presented it. Um <clears throat> the reviews I saw on the console itself is what really turned me off from it. Like I was like um, apart from all the theatrics of it being what it was, you know, and how Soldier was, you know, trying to market it. Apart from all of that, just seeing what it was, I, I was just like, I was just, I just, I just personally wasn't interested. But it was just, it was just, it was fun to see him go on his little press run. You know, that was nice. Right. It gave us a little meme, and you know, that's probably got some pretty good press for whatever he he got going on. But um. And I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm like knocking a black product, because that's what it feels like. I'm, you know, like. Yeah, that's why I was very hesitant at first, and I wanted yeah. to give him a real chance. Yeah. But once you start looking into it, it's just like, well, you just. Yeah. You I mean, told me the wrong thing. Just tell me what you're doing from the beginning, and it's okay. And I think that's why and we we talked about this before we started recording. But companies like, um, and I actually was talking to Julian about this this morning, actually uh-huh. too. Uh, we were talking about the Soldier Boy thing. And I was saying, I'm I'm not mad at Soulja Boy. I would support his console if he had actually put out a real console, like he kind of promoted it to be originally. Uh-huh. Um, the retro consoles, I'm not just I'm just not that big into retro consoles. But if I was gonna buy one, the Soldier game probably isn't my first choice. I'd probably go buy the Nintendo Classic. That's sixty bucks at mm. Walmart right now. I'd probably buy that first. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, there's probably other options. And I'm going to check first. Is it 60 or 80? It's one of the two. But I'm probably going to check something like that first before I go buy the Chinese knockoff. I know it has 800 games on it. I know that a lot of games or whatever. But I'm probably, there's probably other things. And I can think of a multiple of things I can do with $130 uh, besides buy a retro console. So retro consoles for me just isn't something I'm interested in. Mm. Um, but I get being interested in them. 
You know, I understand one because there's games. I think they said there's even games like, you know, NBA Live 98 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like all the classic yeah. games that you can sit down and play with your friends. You get two controllers with the console I think you get. So um, there's appeal to it. I get it. Um, it's not for me, but there's appeal to it. I, I just wish he would he would have done more. But a lot of times what you do see is what Soldier Boy did with black people in tech. Uh, instead of either looking for young black people who are inventing some sort of new technology or who are coming up with something that already exists, but like with a twist on it or some their own sort of thing or with about coming up with something themselves. Um, it seems like they invest in products that already exist. Already and I get is. that. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I understand. That's Safe. the way to win. Yeah. That's what white people have been doing. But they're also the majority, so it makes sense. It's easier for them to find people that look like them to support, right? So if there's – it's easy to find that, basically, is essentially what it is. Yeah. So I think now what needs to happen is um, black people, when it comes to tech, we need to start owning – some of these products and so that's why i and I, I actually do feel bad now that i'm saying it on a recording i mm. feel bad because i generally did want to look at those raycons the, yeah. the, the, the the earbuds i genuinely wanted to look at that because i did like the style of them they look just like the ones i have i obviously like i said a backstory i just got some jbl wireless earphones they were on sale for 40 dollars originally 150 dollars i would have never paid 150 bucks for them um, they're originally they're, I got them on sale for forty bucks. Uh, I like them. I enjoy them. It's something I've been looking for, but I wasn't looking for that big price point mm. of like a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Hundred plus dollars. I was looking for that. Um, so I was trying to stay under that. Uh, and Raycon was one of the options I had looked at originally. He's got a pair for like eighty bucks. So I had originally was thinking about those, um, and then I just stumbled upon these JBLs for forty. So I couldn't pass that up. Mm. Um. But um, I would want to support that. You know what I mean? Even Chameleonaire. I know they said he's making a bunch of money in tech, but a lot of the companies he's investing in, from what I understand, seem to all be just these white companies that people are building to sell. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, I'm going to develop this company, and the idea is to sell it off at some point. And he's playing, it seems like he's kind of playing that game, which makes you a bunch of money because I'm investing really low. You know, the companies are worth. Nothing, you know, five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars, whatever. I'm investing two hundred thousand dollars. I own it's a million dollar company. I invest two hundred thousand dollars. I own twenty percent of the company now, and we build it up for three, four years. In year four or five, it gets bought. It might get bought without the general public even knowing what this company is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in three, four years, the company is now worth fifteen million, and I still get my twenty percent, or however it works out. You know, I, mm -hmm. I'm going to make a bunch of money still. Um, that's the consistent game. But like I've always said, like I've always maintained, I think black people have a different responsibility to each other. So um, I think black people have a different responsibility even when it comes to investing. Um, it is good to have some money off to the side that you're investing in a lot of these white companies and making money. I think that's dope. I think that's amazing. I think it's important. I also think it's just as important, if not more important, to make sure that some of your investments are going towards black products. That doesn't mean investing in black businesses without doing any research, without making sure these people have an actual business plan in place to make sure these people aren't going to take your money and run. I'm not telling you be stupid, right? Mm -hmm. But I am saying you're, there should be more of an effort put towards black businesses. 
and you know there should be more effort put towards especially black tech businesses things like that you just don't see them as often they don't get the spotlights things like that so yeah um i would like them to get the spotlight i would like there to be black all this shit i would like them to have a black iphone have a I, my thing is all this stuff could exist you can't tell me there's not somebody out there there's not a group of black people that can code well enough to give us an OS that is similar to the Apple one. I fully believe uh, you could have a whole team of black people do that. We make these exact same phones, which we know they make for dirt cheap overseas anyway. Mm. Make these exact same phones. They fully black owned, black made phones. Call them the watermelon. That's just right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just an easy joke though, right? Like, Somebody yeah. else would have taken it. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Call it the whatever phone, you know, whatever it is. Shit, call it the FUBU phone. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Call it the Forest Bio. Whatever, something, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wish we hadn't clown FUBU. I really wish we hadn't clown FUBU. Um, but um, you make this make this the black phone. And as long as it does what the other phones are doing. But no one's ever going to get a chance to do that if nobody's investing. Mm. And if people are saying... What what's the point in you doing that? Because we already have iPhones. I get that. I know we already have iPhones, but black money's got to start circulating amongst black people. So if we can make the exact same phones, sell them for three hundred dollars, and now everybody, and now all black people can use these phones, and we're not stuck in these two year long payment plans where we're paying thousands of dollars for a phone. Now I'm buying phones. I'm, a lot more black people are gonna buy a phone outright. It's three hundred bucks. Just bought, play off the phone. Don't even worry about it. You know what I mean? Things like that. Like, I I don't know. There's just, there's so much uh, potential out there. I just, I don't know what these people are doing. So let me not make it sound like I'm counting chameleonaires' pockets or whoever I said. Mm. I'm not counting anybody's pockets. I don't know what they're doing daily. I don't know what these celebrities and black rich people are doing daily. I don't know. I don't know what they do behind the scenes. They might be supporting the hell out of black businesses and things like that. I have no clue. Yeah. Uh, but just my hope is that that continues and it grows and these businesses become more prominent. You know what I mean? There should be a black-owned business that's just as prominent as Verizon. That's just as prominent as Comcast. Mm-hmm. That's just as prominent as whatever, AT&T, you know, T-Mobile. You know, like, it should, you know, whatever. Like, my thing is, like, is, and I, my thing is, I nobody can convince me that it's because there isn't a desire. Somebody black out there has tried to start their own you know, cell phone company. Somebody, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like, there's, there's people are trying. So, what's holding people up? Is it somebody has a great idea they don't have any capital, or is it somebody who maybe has capital doesn't really have the idea, or is it somebody who's got the idea, but probably isn't the best at executing and doesn't have capital? So maybe he needs somebody who's going to come in, really take the idea by the reins and push it. You know what I mean? Like, it could be a multiple different things, mm-hmm. but um, I just feel like there's got to be. Something better in place for us, for us as black people to not only get our businesses invested in by other black people, but also, um, but also make it known to people that these businesses are out there. Uh, because I think sometimes you just don't know. So you might even be like, yo, I need some new short, I need some new basketball shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every time you think about needing new basketball shorts, maybe yes, maybe you would buy your basketball shorts from the black-owned businesses that sells basketball shorts. But you don't know who that is. 
and you need some basketball shorts and you don't really care that much about Googling black owned basketball shorts, they probably don't have a store near you. So now I got to Google it and I got to order online. And that might take a week or two for me to get the shorts. I want the shorts today. I'm going to Macy's and get some new shorts. I'm going to go to Marshall's, buy some new shorts. I'm going to go whatever. I'm going to go down to the street, go to the store, Target, whatever, buy some new shorts. I'm going to go play. You know what I mean? Like, that's difficult. But it's it'd be more, I think people would be more inclined if when, let's, Damon John decides to buy that basketball short company, you know what I mean, or that athletic mm-hmm. wear company, and, um, you know, now we know, hey, there's a black-owned athletic wear company, and this is the stuff they put out. Oh, cool. Hey, I've been thinking about I need some new shorts. I don't need them yet. Oh, let me, you know, there is that place. Maybe I go in there, order two pairs, and just try them out since I was thinking about trading these out. You know what I mean? Like now, because of, cause it, because it was in your head months before that there's an athletic wear company, you thought about checking them out when you when it came to getting ready around the time mm. versus you didn't know anything. You kind of waited to the last minute. These shorts are worn out now. You go, you want a new pair. You also don't want to wait two more weeks now. You know what I mean? Like It's just like little things like that that I feel like could help. Like, you know, and, um, yeah, I just yeah, I just I hate this narrative that it's like either black people are just being too lazy or they're not coming up with good ideas or whatever, because that can't be true. Yeah. You can't tell me that all these black people out here with all these ideas and they all lazy or they all are all their ideas are bad. It just can't be it. So something else has to give. And I hope that um, these rich people start or not start. Let me say that. I hope that these rich people are the ones that are. I hope they continue. Uh, I hope they actually are putting something into those businesses, things like that. And I know it's always easier said than done. So that's why I want to be clear that I'm not judging anybody. I'm not counting anybody's pockets because I don't know what anybody's doing. Mm-hmm. I know it's easier said than done because I can imagine having millions of dollars or even shit, even just hundreds of thousands of dollars and people expecting you to make certain levels of donations to everything yeah. or, or everybody expects you. You know what I mean? You get a million, re- you're probably getting a million requests. You know, how many people do you think are asking Charlemagne for to support their thing? Yeah. Just black people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Charlemagne, I have this business. I have this store. I have this thing. How many people do you think? You know what I mean? So he can't support everybody. You mm. know what I mean? It's literally. Even if it was just a repost on social media, he can't mm. get to everyone. He's that level of fame that he can't repost everybody. He can't retweet everybody. He can't like everybody's tweets. He can't give everybody money. If he did, everybody get a dollar. You know, what I mean? <laughs> and he still might not do that. That still might yeah. be a couple mil out his out his you know out his pocket. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. I look at, I'm starting to look at things a little bit, um, realistically. Yeah, yeah. I guess realistically is the is the best way to put it. You start looking at things realistically, and you start saying, okay, all right. I, I, I see how things are. Things are going. I see how things shaping themselves. You know, I don't know. You go from there, but um, yeah, I, I keep getting to the end of topics, and it's like because I go down these rabbit holes, mm. I'm like, oh yeah, that's how we start the conversation. Mm. <laughs> and just okay. Um, Yes, anyways, the point of that was 
support black businesses. We are not against supporting black businesses. We only want to only want to support black businesses. If I could get everything I own from strictly black businesses, I would. I, I genuinely would do it if that was a po- that was a real possibility that wasn't like crazy expensive. Mm. Generally, would consider if I could get black soap, black towels, black underwear, black everything, I would. Like, listen, let me tell you something. If black people, and maybe there is, and I just don't know about it, but if black people, if I, if there's a black owned underwear company that makes underwear just as comfortable as me undies, hopping in there. It's not a black company. Well, I know um, the black. that this nigga, uh, is he black? Kevin Hart sponsored, uh, not sponsored, but he, um, I guess I guess you could say he's kind of the face of it, but I think it's owned by T.Y. guys. Tommy John underwear. Tommy John underwear. Tommy John. I'm actually wearing a pair right now. Are they comfortable? They stay straight. They straight. Bro, have you felt me undies? No, I haven't felt. All right, bro. On some, bro. I'm not. I'm not yes, wearing you are, your bro. shit, yes, man. You, you tried to give me wear your shit last you time. You're not gonna wear them, bro. bro. You're not gonna wear them, but they're clean, bro. I, I, I wash my shit, bro. I don't care if you wash your shit, nigga. I, bro, I don't want to feel my underwear. Okay? <laughs> please. It's on record, bro. This nigga Derek. I, listen, bro. These are the most. When I tell you, bro. Listen, the my first pair that I ever got. This is not an ad. I don't know why we're acting like yeah, we, get paid. we don't. <laughs> I just don't want anybody to think potentially. Oh, these niggas getting yeah, some money. We're getting not. Money on we're not. Yeah, in yeah. case you think for a student a second. These things might be getting a little money. I might think about robbing them. Don't. You're gonna be very disappointed when you get here. Um, <laughs> just not shit going on. Um, but seriously, like my first pair when I got them in the mail, they come in these little like pouches, these little packs that just slip right into like your little PO boxes or whatever at your apartment. I pulled it out of that. I was like, oh, interesting. Actually, I think it was still at my parents' house. So I pulled it. Out. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Whatever, cool, nice pair. I go rip them off, take them out. Just pulling them out of there. Just pulling them out. You feel the fabric. You just like, ooh, ooh, this is a, this is a nice quality. There's so, something so, to so, this. Uh, polyester. There's a little something to this. You know, what? I got a pair. I got a pair that I've never worn. I just got a pair of Star Wars, me undies. Never touch. Never worn. They fresh out the thing. They still ain't got the tag on. I got you. That's how you can test the 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 the. the and, that, and that way you don't feel like, you know, Derek's junk's been here. Because <laughs> that's what we're all thinking. That's 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 what we're all thinking. Derek farts in this. Farts in here. Um. Anyways, man, moving on. Um. Yeah, support everything black, man. Um. Go buy God is dope uh, merchandise. I love God is dope merchandise. Um. What's last on my little list here before we get to Spider Man? Oh, KS three spoilers. Um. I'm not giving any spoilers. Uh, this probably won't be out before the game comes out anyway. Um, that doesn't mean there couldn't be spoilers because I don't know how long the game is or how long it's going to take. Um, but as I've been like very open about, I've been dodging spoilers. You've been dodging spoilers? No, I've been very uh, uh, super. I've been, I've been bracing. The guy, I've been trying to read as many spoilers. Yeah, give me all the spoilers, bro. Uh, I don't know anything. I know no spoilers at all. The only thing I know, I just know that a lot of the scores. Well, I, just, I know one of the scores from IGN. I know they scored it already. Um, I saw a little bit of gameplay from a game informer. I saw one bad review on Twitter. Somebody said uh, some negative things about the game. And I went on a muting spree. I mute Kingdom Hearts, mute Cage 3, mute 
K's. We, we, we all <laughs> shit. K's. I just I was trying to mute everything because I was just like this is ridiculous. I think I re- I think I muted King. Um, there might be some fire tweets somewhere in there I'm missing, but fuck it, bro. I just gotta last one more day because I don't want them to screw this for me. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't did, know. Did you see what they said about the? Nope, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see anything. I want to play the. I want to. And I've, I, the reason I'm not quoting what he said is because I, I don't really have a good memory of what he said. Um, I say that to say that I'm putting, I'm, I did my best. I read that like a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. So maybe Wednesday or something like that. I might have saw something like that. Tuesday or Wednesday. And I, I want to erase that from my mind. I want to play this game as fresh as possible, fully informing my own opinion. I don't want anybody else's experience to influence my own. Um, same reason I'm not trying to like stream it or anything. Not that anybody would watch my stream. But uh, just I just don't want to. Um, I just I I just don't want there to be any potentials. It's like some fucking weirdos are going around people's Twitch streams now, and like people that are playing like the old Kingdom Hearts to lead up to the new Kingdom Hearts, they're posting like Cage Three spoilers that are like mm. real spoilers apparently. Yeah, uh, like stupid shit like that. It's like, dude, what? How do people get joy in their lives from this? Like, this is what makes you generally happy is fucking with people's and like I, I don't get it man but um yeah so I've been avoiding them like the plague I've seen them all over the place uh I've been doing my best to stay off like social media things like that I haven't seen any scores uh I think IGN IGN had a post on Twitter I think that was like and our score for Kingdom Hearts 3 is or something like that or so, something to where like was cut off where it actually showed a score so I don't know what people are feeling in general, and I'm probably just going to do my best to stay on social media all day tomorrow. Um, probably take a nap as soon as I get home <laughs> and try to blow through some Kingdom Hearts uh, Tuesday morning, you know, maybe for a couple hours, I guess. Mm. Oh, you took off Tuesday? No, 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 no. But I I, I get off at 5.30, well, 5, 5.30. I leave around 5.30 at the latest. So I figure if I get back here by seven at the latest sleep for about five hours that puts it at like 12 one o'clock then i wake up and i can play from then until i have to leave again at like seven fifteen. <laughs> it's like six hours of straight playing the game i can get like six solid hours in. and i'll and i'll be rested versus me trying to power through playing not falling asleep till two o'clock, then having to wake up and get myself together and be groggy and all that. Yada yada yada. I don't know. Anyways, the point is that yeah, I've been avoiding case three spoilers like the plague. Um without ruining anything. I don't know if you can do it, but <laughs> I guess it's kind of a dumb question, but without ruining anything what do you think of all the stuff you've been looking at, reading? Uh, the scores I've seen, uh, kind of, I have a feeling I may agree with after I play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, my my biggest fear about the game is that um, I'll probably play through it fast as hell. May I, th- I have a feeling it's gonna be, last me a week and I'm gonna be done with it. That would disappoint me. Um, and I fear that there won't be any replay replay value. Well, outside of maybe building whatever they have as the next ultimate weapon, I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, I'm guessing there's going to be some secret battle. Um, so I'm 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 holding on to those, right? Like I assume like you're still going to have like the Hercules battles, right? Like you you go to Hercules, you yeah, have tournaments, right? Yeah, the tournaments. Yeah. I assume that you're still going to have a a Sephiroth battle, right? That's been a staple of the main games now yeah. for two of them. I would assume that's still in there. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I would assume there's like some other secret battles or something like something. I, I it's got to still be some other end game type activities that are like yeah that you got to play through the game a, a couple times. You, you know, like you said, the ultimate weapon, things like that. There's got to be things in the game for you to do past beating the actual physical yeah. game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I am trying to set some uh different goals for myself with this one. I want to try to beat the worlds like a hundred percent before I move on, if I can. Because mm. you know in Kingdom Hearts 2, where it's like they Sometimes, force you yeah, to have to go back. Jump. Yeah. Um, but like, I want to do stuff where it's like I'm getting all the stuff that I possibly can on each run. I guess it's kind of hard to know that for a fact. But I don't want there to be like a, you know, a leftover item that I just forgot to pick up that's just still on a world that I'm like... Missing treasure chests or whatever. Like, oh my god, I forgot. I didn't realize I didn't pick up that you know, little piece of something, and that's what's stopping me from making this weapon, or that's what's stopping me from making whatever. Doing yeah. So, uh, you know, I do want to. Uh, you are day one problem loading it, or can you problem load on the, on the first run? I feel like yes. that's something you have to go back on. You can, you can, yeah, you can. You can make it extra hard. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't even know if there's that. Are they still gonna do like the questions and like your journey starts at midnight? I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, I don't know about problem mode. It sounds really intense. <laughs> and I don't have that kid intensity anymore. Yeah, I feel you. Know, I think that's part of it. Because part of it is like, as a kid, you're just like, I'm going to beat this. And it's also like, you go home. High school and middle school were super easy for me. So, it's like you go home, you do. And then also, I reached a point where my parents just assumed I was doing my work. So when I told them I was done with my work, they just was like, all right, fine. Um, but yeah, like I, I've reached a point where I just, I would like, oh yeah, okay, waited like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, my work's done. Okay, I guess you could play video games for an hour or two since we got some time. You finished so early and you just, you know, and then you just, you're focused on this video game for two hours. Or, you know, even as a kid, you wake up on a Saturday morning and you do nothing but play that video game for, until your mom is like finally tells you to stop or something like, okay, yeah, yeah. come eat breakfast. All right, eat breakfast right back. Focus, 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 focus. Hey, come to the store. We're we're, we're going to do this. All right, get back. Focus, 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 focus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you had church thinking about the game. You everywhere. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I know where I. Like, I remember one time I was at church thinking about. I don't. I don't think it was Kingdom Hearts. I think it was Jack and Daxter. But I was at church thinking about. How to beat the level I was on? Like, I was yeah. Just like, I don't know why I'm stuck. I'm like, I'm like, I'll check here, I check there. You really? I'm really sitting there, pastor, preaching, preaching, preaching his little ass off. Yeah. Whoa. Gone. Yeah. You drawn out a, <laughs> drawn out plans. I'm I'm making war war tactics, bro. Can't be where you are right now. Yeah. No. <laughs> Listen, bro. Praise him all day. We got serious business to do right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, this boss got to get got one way or the other. Come on, bro. I ain't going to waste God's 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's money I could have gave y'all, and I didn't. So let's 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 let's. You gotta make use let's of. Let's make the best best of this uh this decision I made. Um, I tithed. I spend my tithes on PlayStation. So <laughs> you gotta make it worthwhile. Um. Yeah, Cage Three. Um. Have the. I guess that I don't want to know that either. I was gonna ask if the reviews, the spoilers, and things you've seen. Uh, the scores you've seen, if they made you more or less excited for the game, but I do feel like you did say you've been watching stuff and you have been excited. Yeah, so. but they uh, so the things I've watched, they haven't like showed any like cutscenes or anything like that. Okay, so all I've been seeing is like gameplay of uh, of Sora fighting. Really, it's it hasn't been like story driven or anything like okay. that. And I wasn't listening to the story at all, so I was I, I didn't hear anything like that. The review I saw. Um, I, it didn't um it didn't make me less excited or anything like that what what his reasoning for giving the, the score I felt like I would probably feel the same way when I played like I was like okay this I see it. I, I, I this is because I have a feeling that you just you just this is an, an an addition to what already worked right, right you know what I'm saying so if we're basing it off of that then what already worked had you know some drawbacks too. Um, but because they're sticking to their guns, I'm still excited for it because that's what I want to play ultimately. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm 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 excited. I, don't, I mean, I haven't seen any bad reviews about it, like you said you did. I, I ain't seen anything like that. Nobody's seen anything negative that I've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't. I, let me be clear. That, that was less of a review and more of like a little Twitter rant, like a Twitter thread. Uh-huh. I saw a couple of people that were saying some things on Twitter. Uh, that made me just be like, okay, let me just shut this down. Were they saying like, oh, we waited this long for this type type joints? Yeah, kind of. See, I I get that sentiment, but I don't think uh, you should base the game's score off of how long it took them to make the game. Um, I think it's nearly impossible to do that. Only reason I say that is because, um, I just don't see. How um how do I put it? Um You don't see how the game could be at a certain level with the amount of time it took for them to make it. Yeah, it it's it's basically like it, it's like when you've been waiting all day for something. You know what I mean? Or like mm. It could be anything, you know, like you like you got pizza at home, you know what I mean. You forgot to take your pizza for lunch for work, and you've been thinking to yourself all day, like, "Yo, I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna eat this pizza, man. I'm gonna fuck this pizza up. I can't wait." But you get home and you threw the pizza in the fridge last night, and it kind of hit the little button in your refrigerator, so your fridge is a little colder than it normally is, and your free your your pizza at the top, so it's getting a little bit of that coldness. From the freezer too, mm. and uh, that pizza a little bit frozen, a little little, little frozen. It's it's cooled a little different way. So when you put it in the oven and warm it up, it ain't really hitting the way you was kind of expecting it to hit, like it normally does when you pull it out of the fridge from the middle level. It ain't hitting that same way. <laughs> and now you kind of just like 
you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's that. You, mm. but you, your anticipation was so high for that pizza that now, like, you're just like, oh man. And, and as much as you know that it's not that pizza's fault, you know it's not the pizza place's fault. You know it's your own fault once you realize what you did. But your expectations were so high, naturally you're judging the pizza off of that, mm-hmm. right? Like even look at Little Caesars. Everybody will say, oh yeah, you get a Little Caesars, but you eat it immediately. Don't don't. Don't leave that little Caesars till you have to warm it up. Once you got to warm it up, it's done. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's like shit like that. So it's like, you know, the expectation. Once you have an expectation, it's very difficult to separate yourself from your expectation. Yeah, I, I get that. I get experiencing that. that thing. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? If you never, I never got to see Kid Cudi live. Going to see him live, I had expectations. And he, <laughs> Smashed all of them, but I had them. You know what I mean? There's and there was no way I could go see him and not have expectations. And that's how I feel about Kingdom Hearts. There's no way I can play this game and not have expectations. There's no way I can play this game and not have a certain feeling, not be looking for certain things. Mm. We can't play this game and not have that. You know what I mean? Um, there's some game critic who's probably gonna get assigned to this game who hate who's too old to play the other ones anyway. Probably skipped them. Uh, doesn't want to play these. Doesn't want to play this one, and is going to probably say it sucks and it's for children and it's terrible. Um, but at the end of the day, like maybe that person, um, maybe they're able to not care that you know this game has been so long since the last installment. Mm. But as somebody who's been invested this long, man, look, you're you're going to. Your bias is going to take yeah. over. Your expectations are going to play a part. Mm. It's going to, you're going to judge it. And I think maybe a lot of this is, I think a lot of the negative stuff I did see, probably is just pushback from how long it is. And I would, I wouldn't be surprised if I did see a bunch of people write reviews that all said, um, didn't live up to my expectations, or my expectations were just too great, and I knew that. Because I think I know that. I think I know my expectations are too great. And I think I know I need to dial them down. And I'm trying. And that's, I think a big part of that is that's why I'm not watching anything. This is helping me dial my, because I don't have anything else. You know what I mean? Even the little things that I've seen, like just the trailers from like E3 and stuff, those do kind of make me think of like, oh, what could we be doing in the game? But because I haven't seen anything since them, I'm like really relaxing. Like, I'm really, like the game comes out in almost 24 hours 26 hours you know we'll all be able to play Kingdom Hearts 3 which is something we didn't we made jokes about thinking we wouldn't play this game before we were 30 <laughs> you know what I mean like we made yeah. jokes and we damn near almost did it we're, 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 we're really fucking close yeah. like when you put it in perspective from when we were talking about it we were almost there Yeah. we 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 at the the, the the drift where where you need to be drifting away from thirty like, oh shit hold up bro. we we really almost here mm-hmm. and we got this game so yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna play with expectations uh, we're gonna be let down you know you think so yeah, yeah of course, course. I'm not saying the whole game is gonna be let down but mm. th- there's gonna be things that let us down they're going to do things that let us down they're going to act on things they're going to treat certain things weird they're going to pander to a new generation of kids who are going to see Disney characters and want to play. Mm. So, 
there's going to be parts of the, you know, the story and stuff that's going to be very kid-driven. Kind of is what it is, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think... Uh, I think I've done a good job. And I'm probably not going to be able to help it but to want to jump back in and um, talk about the game quickly. Mm. Even if I'm not far. Even if, you know what I mean? Like, naturally. Even just impressions. Like, yeah. Even just talking about how the game felt, how it feels, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, actually, I need a pre-order. I sent you the money for you to pre-order. Yeah. So I need a pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep putting off. I need to do that tonight. It's literally taking a second. Where are we at on time? Because we're supposed to talk about Spider-Man. But... 157. Oh, yeah, no. We'll talk about Spider-Man. We'll, we'll try to get... Um, Jerron. Jerron John for Spider-Man. I'm not talking about Spider-Man today. Mm. Um, but the idea is we did love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. I even love Spider-Man. We talked about it a little bit. Um. Yeah, I um. We all know. Um. How we felt about Spider Man. I did talk about it. Um. Briefly, I think we we talked about it without mm-hmm. spoiling it, right? Yeah. And we just said we liked it, enjoyed it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I talked about uh, Afro Latino, and it was good seeing him. So, mm. yeah. Um. Yeah, for sure. Love, 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 love into the Spider Verse. Want to talk about it with some Spider Man fans. Um. Yeah. So, um, check that out. Uh, I'm going to ask this for probably another couple episodes. So, um, it, you know, if you heard the intro, let us know. Uh, I think the hashtags we're using on social media are starting to work a little bit better. I mm-hmm. feel like we're getting a little more traction, getting some likes and stuff from pages that I never seen before. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's on my personal page and on the Twiggly Nerds page. Okay. So, um, what we're doing, we're, we're doing a little bit. Um, I didn't realize we were going to end up being a little bit later today. I wanted to, I was, I was hoping I'd be able to, uh, do a couple tests. Uh, maybe Thursday. We got a little bit of time. We can do a couple tests. I want to bring, I want to, I want to have other people be able to come on, like be on here. But a lot of these people, especially like the black, or people that I've like seen that are like have like little followings and things like that. Mm. They are um they're all like scattered out. Like nobody's really in Atlanta mm. from what I've seen. Um plus it could also be weird to tell somebody to come to my house to do a podcast. Um so uh, I understand that if we ask people if they want to be on an episode, they probably are gonna wanna do it. Uh, over the phone and I want to make sure that if we have somebody calling in over the phone that it's going to sound at least we can hear them mm-hmm. I've heard podcasts where you, someone calls in over the phone and there's portions where that person is talking you can't even hear what they're saying mm-hmm. you don't know what the fuck they're talking about yeah and, it depends, um, on, it depends on how you do it you know the way I'm thinking about doing it it should be alright that's what I'm hoping so I I, I I just want to test it I just want us to test it and mm-hmm. then I'm going to start maybe throwing out some messages to some people um, what else is coming up? Um, Roderick, I hit up Roderick. We went to high school with Roderick. Mm. Um, formerly known as Scats. Uh, I don't even know what his name is right now. Uh, we'll, but 
uh, talk to him. So hopefully uh, he can come in and do an episode next month. He was talking about February. Okay. He's going to try to work us in so we can get him in here for an episode next month maybe. Um, uh, we need to get Omar on episode, man. I don't know how we're going to finesse him into it. No, he like talking about himself, so it won't, it won't be too hard. Oh, yeah, that's all we got to do. Come here. Yeah, tell, 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 us, tell us about the journey. Tell us about how yeah. you are. Um, you going to cut that out? Yep. Yep. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> keep that same energy, nigga. Keep that same. He already know, bro. <laughs> he already know, nah, bro. No, he's like, damn, I can't cut that. He's like, shit. No, nah, I'm not going to cut that out. Yeah, we're keeping that shit in there. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, um. Anyways, yeah. So that's that's all I've got as far as like looking forward to other stuff that's coming up. Um, like I've always said, man. Let let me know what you guys think of the intro, man. A couple people did, you know, comment and stuff like that, and said they thought it was dope. Everybody I shared it with said it was dope. Said they enjoyed it. Um. So yeah, if you heard the intro, you liked our new intro that you would have heard on this episode. You heard on our last two episodes, I believe. Um. You, it is too. Um, you know, let us know what you think of the. Let's think of the intro. Do you think it's too long? Do you think it's too short? Um, would you want to hear John do a whole song mm. over that beat? You'll put a little pressure on John. Do some music. Uh, I told y'all y'all both have to laugh to your weddings before I start getting y'all nerves. So, um, I meant that. Um. Yeah, so I really want to know what people think about it. Um, I love it. I mean, I love it. That's not to influence anybody. I love the intro though. Mm. I listen to it probably every day. Um, uh, if it was if it wasn't so difficult to put it in a place where you can make it like your alarm on iPhones, um, I'd have done it already. <laughs> you gotta like upload it to iTunes and just mm-hmm. bullshit. So, um, see that Christian should have used that as a knock. Um, that's the iPhone knock. It's not as easy to do stuff, but um, yeah. So, um, I'm kind of rambling. Um, anyways, the point is, um, let us know your thoughts. Please give us feedback, things like that. Hopefully, later this year, I can we can look at um getting some videos so we can really be on YouTube and stuff like that. Just keep you know stay honest on that with me, so we can let y'all know. Um, uh, when the video's coming, I, I really do want to do that. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it, man. That's kind of all I got. Um, I really think we can come up with a cooler way to, like, end the podcast. Like, something, like, different. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe there's, like, a fact. Uh, you know what? I actually think I have one. This may work out crazy. Because I think this is actually supposed to be a quick fact. And I forget, just forgot it. Uh, hold on. Where the hell did it go? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know enough information to delve too deep into this. That's not really what I was looking for, though. Um. Yeah, both of those we can save for next week. 
I don't know. Something cool. Something well, like and maybe like um highlighting like a person doing something cool, whether that's in tech or gaming or whatever or something like that. Maybe that's what we'll do. I don't know. Um, I don't have a person today, but maybe we'll do something like that at the end, you know, today we wanna highlight this person. Just something to end on, to look forward to, like check out this person, they do dope stuff. Um so yeah, I mean, I'll have somebody next week, and I don't care. I'm just gonna go find people and pick them out. Mm. I'm not like selling it. Cause, yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm just I'm trying to stop being so self-deprecating. <laughs> trying to stop, I can't open. Um, it's, it's really just a force of habit when mm. I'm like, when I'm like, hey, don't this is podcast. Yes, like, yes, yes. I can't open. Uh, anyways, uh. Is that all we've got? Yes, that's all we've got. As always, follow the uh, the Twelve Nerds page on Twitter and Instagram. Please follow the page, interact with the page, let us know what you think, let us know what you uh, thought, let us know what you're going to think, let us know what you like, dislike about the show, things like that. Um, let us know if there's something, a topic that we miss. You want to talk about it? Maybe I, you know, I'm very liable to miss shit. Mm. If I don't write it down in that exact moment. I probably forgot it by the time I remember that I had something I wanted to write down. Mm. So I've been I carry this book now, and even when I'm at work, I keep it out. This stuff will just kind of hit me randomly, and I'll be like, like even the Red Sun thing. Mm. There's something else that I messed up on this podcast too that I was supposed to forget, like apologize for, but I forgot what it was. So even stuff like that, I have to like write it down to remember. Like, mm. hey, go back and say something about that. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, whatever. I'm trying to do better at that. Um, I think we should do something like podcast on the bachelor party man I think it'd be funny to, or funny or cool to do like a know, like a live session or something maybe on the beat I don't know we'll think of something I don't know anyways um thanks for listening always uh love you guys uh appreciate you for listening if you've been listening if you shared this show with anybody uh ever i thank you a lot uh even if they didn't end up sticking with it or listening to us for a while i appreciate you for uh for doing it you know sharing it in general um trying to think um who else i want to think i don't have any best thing anyway so uh as always um like care like share comment and subscribe but most importantly enjoy the Ventilionaires podcast. Peace.